Hey, it's Joey Thurman. I'm excited to bring you season two of the Fad or Future podcast. We live in a world where information is everywhere, easy to access, and sometimes not always accurate, especially in the health and wellness space, which is exactly why I created this show. There's two sides to every story, and I'm here to present both and let you decide, is it a fad or is it the future? Health fads come and go, but the science behind them is what makes them work or fail. I'm bringing the experts to you and putting the facts on the table so you can decide how and where to put your efforts in your own personal health and wellness journey. What's going on? It's Joey Thurman. Here's another episode of the Fad or Future podcast. And my guest today is myself. Now in the almost two years of doing this podcast and I don't know, 60, 70 episodes I have no idea how many episodes I've actually recorded. I should probably know that. I've never wanted to just have myself on or be the expert on every subject because quite frankly, nobody is the expert on every subject. I'd like to learn a little about a lot. And if somebody says that they know a lot about everything, well, they're probably lying to you or they're President Trump. Okay, I had to get that dig in there. The man is a malignant narcissist. Uh, okay, USA all the way. A side note, whoever you voted for, if you're in the States, let's remember the positive qualities about each other. Try to be a good person. Don't be an asshole. And then maybe, just maybe, when we look at what we have in common and the positive qualities about each other, we'll be a little more kind. As my son show Daniel Tiger says, just be kind. It's a good episode, PBS, if you haven't seen it. So why am I doing a solo episode right now or a solo sode? Well, 2020 is ending. And if you listen to this in 2021, it's over. It's been quite the year for everybody across the world and myself, of course. So I figure there's no better time than now to just express the way I see things. Some of those trials and tribulations and some of the triumphs that I've had in 2020. There's been a ton of down, but there's been a lot of up. So I want to look at that. The first thing I would like to do is to share something with you. A few years ago, coming on four now, I did a TEDx talk at IIT, Illinois Institute of Technology. This was one of the greatest experiences of my life. If you're familiar with TED Talks or TEDx Talks, um, those speakers don't just get up on stage and go. There's a whole process. Every single week I was going in, I had to first be nominated for it and then go in and essentially audition. And then they whittle it down from 60 something nominees to, I think, I don't know, 10 or 15 the day that I actually performed the talk. And this talk was called like me, follow me, unbrand me. Because I was getting sick of the way people were looking at, at me and they thought that I needed to be a certain way and social media was bringing up all these pressures. So I think this is a good way to do this solo episode is to start with this and a little reflection. And I haven't watched this in a couple of years in its entirety. So I'm going to share my screen 
with you if you're watching via YouTube. Um, if you're not, I put these things on YouTube at Joey Thurman Fit, my YouTube channel. And if you're listening, take a listen and we're going to talk a little bit later. Like me, follow me, <clears throat> excuse me, unbrand me. Joey Thurman, TEDxIIT. My wife planned a special night for my birthday. We're sitting at an amazing Michelin star rated restaurant. She looks stunning, as she always does, and I'm trying to hold my own in a suit like this. And when the food starts coming out, I think what so many of us think nowadays. That will look great on Instagram. The appetizer comes out. Oh, wait. Don't take a bite. Main course. Ooh, that's nice. Hold on. Snap. Honey, what's wrong? Oh, look at that dessert. It looks perfect. Hold. Hold. Click. Lighting. Filter. Setting. Post. Content. I mean, it was awesome. But my pride in taking those perfect shots was interrupted when I looked up from my phone and saw my wife as if sitting there, alone. How did this become normal? My normal. For me, it has a lot to do with my job a job that I love. I'm a personal trainer, and it's a very personal profession. Interaction with a trainer is extremely intimate. We all have body insecurities. A little extra belly fat, scrawny legs, arms that keep waving long after you've stopped. <laughs> and you're about to hire someone to literally stare at, talk about, and work those bits we all prefer never to showcase. So it comes as no surprise to me that before you start working with me, you'd start creeping on me. Who's this dude I'm about to spend time with? And these days, you don't ask for my credentials, resume, or go to my website. You go to my Instagram. So then the question for me then becomes, what elements of myself do I show you? The marketing experts tell me, that's my brand, Joey Thurman Fit. Fitness guru, health expert, and wellness influencer. The brand, something I'm supposed to sell. But you don't learn about selling yourself as a brand when studying to become a personal trainer. And now to take my business to the next level, I need to build that brand. So I went on a journey to figure out what in the hell all of that means. Your value is measured by your brand equity, a marketing consultant told me. My value. My value. That seems arbitrary. If my value is measured by this equity, what's the metric? 
Well, that question wasn't hard for two friends of mine to answer. One a TV producer, the other a national magazine editor. Two different companies, two separate conversations. Despite their personal recommendations and my qualifications, their bosses told them, he needs 300,000. We only work with people who have 300,000 social media followers. That's how we know they're legitimate. Okay. My value then, about 30,000. So I need 300,000 people to like me and follow me for me to be relevant. Sounded crazy, but at least I've got my metric. Or so I thought. Let's work on building your brand, that marketing expert told me. They told me to be playful, yet serious. Be in shape, but not unachievable. Be, a, be perfect, but approachable. Just be yourself, but try to be more like this guy. He has 500,000 followers. Only post at peak engagement times of 6 a.m., noon, and 9 p.m. Oh, wait, 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 wait. One more thing. Ready? Post a lot of shirtless selfies. <laughs> you need to create a character and make it seem like you are a celebrity and your life is better than the lives of your followers. My life needs to appear better than yours. We all do crazy things to be successful sometimes. Some we're proud of. And then there's a time I paid a guy who promised he could give me 5,000 followers. They turned out to be fake. Yeah. Or I paid a follow farm to follow and unfollow people on my behalf so my profile could get noticed. Make sense? Or this time I paid a service to like my photos. Or when I covered myself in saran wrap and hemorrhoid cream just to show how you could get slightly more abdominal definition just from sweating a little bit. It works. All in all, last year, I spent more on social media marketing than the price of all of my certifications in five years of college. Apparently, becoming a brand has a price, and it's steep. Steeper than I realized from looking at my bank account and my life. Then a friend sent me a link. I clicked. Feeling like you can't stop. I couldn't get rid of Instagram. Fear of missing out. Oh, like when I failed to put my account on private. Withdrawal. Like when I physically get anxious if I don't post at peak engagement times. Taking risks. Paying for followers. Relationship problems. My birthday dinner. I didn't need to read any further. These were all signs of addiction. In the quest for 300,000 likes from strangers, I was becoming a stranger to the one I liked the most. The obsession with being present online came at the cost of me being absent in real life. It made me question my intent. Was I excited for future life events because of content? Would I be that new dad in the delivery room 
Yeah, holding my wife's hand, but at the same time, trying to capture the moment for likes and follows. What was happening to me? I was turning into that guy who needed more followers. The guy who placed his current value at 38,000 out of 300,000. 38,000 felt like a failure instead of an accomplishment. This constant need to be liked and followed was causing me anxiety and paranoia. It's something I'm all too familiar with. I was the awkward kid growing up in St. Louis. The insecure teen whose mom put him on suicide watch. The student who barely made it through college. And I am the guy standing here today who still struggles with depression. Like anyone who was bullied as a kid or struggles with themselves, we all cope in different ways. Often building an armor. Mine was fitness. I committed myself to being physically stronger than my bullies, and I thought I could muscle through my anxieties. But I was wrong. From birth, we're branded as individuals. And now social media creates a new level of pressure on who we are supposed to be. The first impression has forever been changed. At a quick glance, it's decided whether we get swiped left or swiped right. Who we are as a people isn't decided at the first meeting. It comes from a creeping. But social media is a necessity. It's the modern-day resume. It creates opportunity. It allows us to reach people, to inspire, to teach, to learn, to have fun, and to laugh at ourselves. But it also creates the illusion that we must attain someone else's unattainable goal. A perception of perfection. And working towards someone else's goal made me feel unworthy, irrelevant, and forever climbing. Would the metric change if I ever reached 300,000? I don't know. Then it happened. My wife and I were going for a walk one day, and my figurative pile of crap presented itself literally in the form of a 300-pound cement statue. The statue immediately made my wife and I start laughing. A statue with a huge swirl on the top, and the words, shh, it, fountain, inscribed on the front. So naturally, my wife, this was absolutely her idea, had to take a picture of me pretending to, well, <laughs> you know. That's the thing about me. There's nothing more authentic than that inner child laughing at the ridiculous life-size poop emoji. But all of this couldn't be more off-brand. This wasn't a picture with the perfect lighting, setting, and filter. This wasn't what a fitness guru posts. But I posted it anyway. <laughs> I did. What I realized is that we make an impression once we stop trying so hard to be so impressive. Being real, 
authentic and not bound by so many rules may not get us thousands of followers or certain job opportunities, but it will certainly get us followers that count. Social media is a two-dimensional version of ourselves, a persona, a caricature of our own creation on our own terms. So now, you can find me, and I mean me, and that life-size poop emoji on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. There's a reason I haven't watched that in a couple of years. Several lines stick out to me in that. I need to look more important than you to get more followers. This was literally advice that I got. We're no more important than one another. If you have 38,000, 100,000, or millions of followers. Right now, I think I have 105,000. Let me say that again. I am no more important than you are. <sighs> so why did, I, why did I play that for you? Why did I play it for myself? I really feel like we need to take some time to go back and reflect. And maybe you don't have a video of you up in front of hundreds of people on a TED talk stage to go back and reflect on, but you can reflect on those memories, those videos, those pictures, those moments, and even those moments that are in your life. Where were you? What kind of headspace were you in? What kind of headspace are you in right now? And one thing that I can tell you with 2020 and anytime that you feel down, it's okay to fail. You're supposed to fail. For in our failures, every time we get smacked in the face, we know if we can get back up. And you can get back up. I can't get back up. Acknowledge that. I'm very open and honest about my mental health issues and depression. And when I feel sad, and the sad thing about that is when I express it on social media now, I feel like sometimes people might think it's to get the likes and the follows and the comments. What have we become? I just want you to be aware when you try something new, when you push hard, it's likely you're going to fail. That bullshit of failure is not an option. And we get up and just think about a happy time, happy times and a happy day. Put yourself in that happy state, that shit that you hear on social media. 
doesn't work that way. Sure, we can manifest different ideas. And then I am definitely a believer in the power of self-talk and self-belief. But sometimes things just suck. And 2020 sucked. Myself, I went from traveling the country once, twice a month, filming a bunch of stuff on TV, doing podcasts all over, making a good amount of money hosting events, to all that going away, stopping in-person personal training. I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to feed my family. Luckily, family came in and helped us out. I got on. I got on unemployment for a while. We sold our condo downtown Chicago because we couldn't afford the mortgage anymore. And currently, I'm speaking to you from a bedroom in my in-laws' house, and that's okay because our family and I needed to take a step back to take a step forward. We wanted to get out of downtown Chicago for us, for our decision, for our family, for our child. That wasn't a place to raise a kid. For others, it's great. And that's their decision. And that's one thing I want you to take out of this conversation in 2020. It's okay that others have a different opinion than you. It's okay that they have different life choices than you. Because this is your life and your family's life. So, where do we go from here? Well, I want you to realize the good things about 2020, the good things about your life. And I try to remember this little nugget anytime I feel bad. And here it is. One day I was having an incredibly bad day. There were some family things that happened. And I was absolutely destroyed and distraught. Then my wife and I took our son to the zoo that day. It was an amazing couple of hours just seeing his face light up. Not even just the animals, but he liked going in and seeing the fans in the, uh, the monkey house. Yeah, he wanted to see the fans and not the actual monkeys. And when we got back home, you know, my wife looks at me and she says, when you look back at this day, I don't want you to remember this day for the bad things that happened. I want you to look back at this day and think about the good that happened and how happy your child was today just to be with you. That stuck with me. So anytime I have a bad day, and I have a lot of them, I try to remember the sliver of good. For those are the memories I want to have stick with me. I say this all the time, enjoy the memory. And that holds very true with 2020. What can you look back on that was positive for you? What can you look forward to in your future, whether that's today, tomorrow, next month, or next year? 
What do I do when I feel sad besides that? I acknowledge it. Sometimes I wake up and I just don't feel well mentally. I can't even pinpoint it. Yes, I'm a fitness and nutrition expert and whatever hell else name that you want to give to me. But I still have bad times and I don't know how to fix them. But I acknowledge them. So the next time that you feel sad and you can't explain it, your loved ones around you, let them know, hey, I woke up and my head is not right today. It's nothing you did. It's nothing I did. I can't explain it. For when you open up to others around you, they immediately know how you're feeling. Maybe they can be a little more sensitive towards you. And they can realize that how you feel isn't something that they did. So you're also taking care of them for that. Next time you see someone down, you can repay the favor. Give them a hug. Pat on the back. Sometimes being there for them doesn't mean you need to say, everything's going to be okay. So that doesn't really fix it, does it? Just be there. That's my wish for 2020. 2021, actually. Is for people to be more open and honest about things and to do it in a kind way, as Daniel Tiger would say. Let's be kind. We're still going to snap on one another. We're still going to drive ourselves crazy for living in a house with multiple people, seeing people all the time, wanting to go back to normal. Right now, this is your normal. And you can be okay with that. But the next time somebody asks you, how, you, how are you doing? You don't need to lie to them. Be like, you know what? I'm not right today. My head's off. I feel sad. I feel mad. And that's okay. This huge weight will lift off of you. You don't need to carry that burden on your own. And that other person doesn't need to fix it for you. You just need to acknowledge it. And watching that TED Talk of mine really made me reflect on things. <laughs> I was so caught up in looking a certain way, being a certain way. Now, do you know why I work out for the most part and eat well? It's for my mind. Working out saved my life. When I move in a day, I lift some weights. I run around, I get outside. My head feels so much better. Because I don't want to think how I would be without that. Movement is my antidepressant. I don't have everything figured out. 
I don't know anybody that does. <sighs> but I know that all the supplements in the world can't fix me the way that getting a workout in does, eating well does, sleeping well does. And then supplement on top of that, sure. But for me and for my mental health, I got to get that movement in. So find what works for you. I hope this show helps you in some way. I hope me being honest helps you in some way. I hope that you find what you are looking for. And when you find that, you're happy and content with that. And then you can strive for something else because there's nothing wrong with striving for new goals when you achieve, achieve another one. But there is something wrong with not enjoying the process along the way. We get caught up in looking at all these unattainable goals, but we don't stop and think, wow, look what I did. I did a workout today. I didn't fall on my face. I accomplished something new. I read a book. I did something. I started eating better. I had something green today. I didn't have that soda. Those are small accomplishments. And you're progressing towards something. Maybe that end goal is getting rid of all the sweets and sodas and everything else months down the road and losing 30 pounds. Amazing. But acknowledge those accomplishments and those small steps in your progression towards your goals. So ending this 2020, I would like to end this first solo-sode of the Fatter Future podcast with this. Now that line in my TED talk was, taking the perfect picture, lighting, setting, and filter will get you followers, but will they get you those followers that count? Who counts in your life right now? One hand, two hands, how many people? And think about this. I hope one of those people that you're counting is yourself. Self-love, self-care is huge. If you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of those loved ones around you? I know. It's crazy to think about. Sometimes we have to make those sacrifices to take care of others. But if you are not healthy, you are not well, you can't be the one that can be there for everybody else. So with this, I don't want you to make a New Year's resolution. I just want you to make a commitment to yourself to be better. And some days you'll be worse. But getting better is the same thing like weight loss. It's not linear. Some days you'll be several percentage points higher. Some days you'll be less. It's great to say, let's get better every day. But that's not real, is it? 
let's just try to get better overall in the graph of life. I'm Joey Thurman. This is the Fatter Future Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I know there's many places you could be. If this helped you, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, share it with your friends. I would truly appreciate it so I can keep bringing this to you because I don't make money on it and it's not free. Start your life now. Don't wait for it. Would you ruin a relationship before the new year because you're going to fix it once January 1st happens? Don't do that with your body either. And no matter when you listen to this, if it's the middle of the year, same thing. Fix your shit. I'll work on mine too. Once again, I'm Joey Thurman. Follow me at Joey Thurman Fit. <laughs> Irony in that one, right? To your health, to your life, enjoy the memory. This was another episode of the Fad or Future podcast. And remember, kids, don't be a fatty. F-A-D-D-Y. Be a part of the future. Take care.